Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is 77 WABC Sports. Here's Mike Didino. All right, welcome back to another episode of 77 WABC Interviews with Mike Tadino. I'm your host. My guest today, Will Parkinson. Will, how are you? I'm good, man. Thanks for, uh, thanks for having me on. Good to be back. Anytime. We've spoken a few times thus far for those not familiar. Uh, Will's big on Twitter, big Jets guy. And uh, let's roll right into it. Those Jets, 3-2. and two. You go into Green Bay versus the Packers, also 3-2. and two. What are your expectations for this Sunday? Um, I look, I think, frankly, it just matched up pretty well um, with Packers. Uh, have been a bit underwhelming. Obviously, struggled a little bit early on here. Um, you know, at three and two, but obviously, wasn't really a dominant, somewhat dominant win over the Bears. Obviously, didn't look great week one. Giants last week took them down. So, um, just run a lot of play action. Just run the football well. Um, you know, have good corners. The Packers really struggle right now at receiver. Obviously, uh, in play action, they're worse than the NFL against play action on defense, and, and they don't, you know, uh, they're not great on defense against the run. So, the Jets match up well. Um, the end of the day, though, it comes down to it's Aaron Rodgers at Lambeau, and Green Bay never loses two games in a row. So, um, it's going to be a challenge, but there's no reason the Jets can't, you know, hang in this football game and, and make it close late and hopefully get out of there with a W, which would be obviously fantastic for their season and kind of really send things, uh, you know, send things kind of people starting to talk about yeah. playoffs and other things. It'd if, be a uh, season alter and win if they could win this one. Oh, big time. You think so this is Zach Wilson? A, a whole new game. Yeah, I agree. If, if you think Zach Wilson, it's fair to say biggest game of his career. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Um, yeah, I think so. Uh, just because of the, it's every game that from here on out, now they're playing competitive football, is going to continue to be a big game. Mm-hmm. Um, look, I think... Uh, you know, Zach's played much better, you know, the first two weeks, the first three quarters, I believe of the year, he was like eight of 24, two picks didn't look great. Obviously he was first came back though. And um, you know, his first, he didn't have really any preseason since camp obviously got hurt and then comes back in against a good Steelers. Well, the Steelers defense at home looked a little bit better, but you know, since then uh, it's been really, really good. And I, I think you're going to see him continue to improve. Obviously he's got to continue to, you know, make some, you know, make more than he misses obviously and things of that nature. But um, I'm not, I'm not down on Zach by any means. I think that the arrow is definitely pointing up, and you know if he's able to go into Green Bay and get a W over his, you know, his idol, move to three zero on the year as a starter, continue to improve. You have to feel really good about where the Jets are at with all their young talent um, and quarterbacks starting to come along. I was just going to ask you, um, who do you think's been the most impressive rookie for the Jets thus far? Um, I, I feel like you have to go soft mm-hmm. just because it's probably the hardest position, frankly, outside a quarterback to play in the league and to play that 
that level as a rookie, especially coming from a small school, just not something you see very often. You know, Patrick Sertan is a guy that comes to mind like last year that just so dang good to start the year and has been obviously he's probably a top five corner already. Uh, but yeah, I think you go sauce. Garrett Wilson's been really good. Obviously, the last couple of weeks been a little quieter, but it's not that he's not getting open. It's just the offense has kind of changed a little bit. Um, you know, and then obviously you know, Bruce Hall had a really, really good week last week and is continuing to get better. But Sauce has been good every week. He's continuing to improve, and you know he's changed the dynamic of their defense. Him and DJ Reed's ability to cover have allowed the front forward to pin their ears back a little bit. You've seen now that they're in a rhythm, communicating better. You're definitely starting to see um, some nice things out of this group, and uh, I think you'll see that kind of continue as they get better. But Sauce has been probably the favorite for defensive rookie of the year right now and you know you'd probably have to take Brees Hall or and as one of the two or three top favorites as well just gonna play devil's advocate here what do you Jet fans obviously going into week six with a lot of optimism if you break down the Jets three wins though it's fair to say the game against Cleveland was probably an anomaly a game that if you replayed that scenario a hundred times they'd probably lose not like 95 of them the Dolphins game you beat a third string quarterback and in Pittsburgh they might be the worst team in the league what do you say to somebody, just per se, like me, that thinks the Jets are still big-time pretenders? Yeah, so I would say it's kind of just like it's the NFL, right? I mean, mm-hmm. like I don't think anyone's feeling bad for the Jets when they have Joe Flacco as a statue and they're on their sixth or seventh offensive tackle. Um, look, I think sometimes things break your way. I think this week, the next three weeks will be a big litmus test. The Jets can split uh, Green Bay and Denver and then get a victory at home against New England. You're going, wow, they're four and three. Uh, you know, or whatever, you know, or five and four, I should say. And now they've they've beaten, you know, middle of the pack teams, teams that maybe have had injuries, they maybe beaten one or two good teams. So, um, yeah, look, I don't think people are going to be all the way bought in on the Jets yet. But I also don't think it's, I don't think it's fair to also say like those wins don't matter because no one's like counting the Patriots two wins is not really mattering being over the Lions and the Steelers, right? Or, mm-hmm. um, you know, or you look at the Giants and people are talking about them favorably because they beat Green Bay, but the weeks before that beating Carolina, who's probably the worst team in the league, Chicago, who's probably the second worst team in the <laughs> league, and Tennessee, who's probably the most fraudulent three and two team. Um, so look, I, I just think it's going to take some time for people to buy in on the Jets. The history is so bad the last 10 years and people aren't all the way in on Zach yet and Salah and these things. So I, I get it, but at the same time, the talent level is definitely different on this team, and if they're going to continue to – if they get a victory this weekend, they go into Denver 4-2, and two, I think people are going to start to go, hmm, like no, i got to actually start really paying attention to the Jets. Maybe they're a year ahead of schedule, which uh, I think any Jets fan feels they probably are. Totally agree. This is, this is the week for them. Speaking of Green Bay, this was a team obviously last year with big-time title aspirations, but they fell short. They lost to San Fran. And then coming into this year, they, I mean, fair, not even fair to say they did get worse. They lost Devontae Adams. They didn't really replace him. I actually heard you talking on your podcast um, that you released the other day about Christian Watson. Now, you didn't like that draft pick much. I agree with you. They just did not get really addressed a wide, wide receiver position. Is this team like a contender, though, this year? As long as you have Rodgers, you uh, are, but... Yeah, I was going to say, like, the problem is, is, like, it's hard to count them out with Rodgers, um, you know, and, and these guys. But at the same time, it's like, what's giving you confidence? I mean, they have a lot of talent. Uh, the defense played pretty horrible so far, considering the expectations. Or, you know, maybe – I do think, though, week 10 through 14, 15, the schedule does lighten up for them. And also, I think you'll see them continue to get better. I think, you know, guys like Dubs and, uh, you know, Watson and these guys should just continue to get more chemistry for Aaron Rodgers. 
but a lot of the freelancing, a lot of things, he just doesn't look like he trusts the play calling or the, anything that's going on. And, you know, between that and, and the lack of kind of talent, um, they have obviously a receiver right now or a proven talent, I should say. They got to lean on that run game. They got to correct some things defensively because there's way too much talent on this team. The NFC is really pretty bad. Um, so, so open this year. You know, yeah, you never know. Look, they get it's the Packers, so they're not really going to trade for a receiver. But if the Packers are able to get someone at the deadline, all of a sudden you start going, wow, if they can get one or two pieces right, playing the way they're supposed to, they're a contender again. It's just, you know, sometimes Rodgers plays better in the underdog role, so maybe they lose a couple more games and they get hot and he kind of goes on one of those runs. But mm -hmm. it's not looking great for them the way they've played through, um, as a contender, I should say, through the first five weeks. But again, you never know. It's just they got to figure you got to figure some stuff out, especially at receiver, of how to get this offense performing at its highest uh, you know, capability. Obvious, obvious answer to me how you answer that, and it's Odell Beckham, still a free agent. Yeah. Um, came out yesterday that he's nearing a, you know, shooting for a mid-November return. Everyone keeps saying Rams, 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 but the Rams stink, and I don't think anybody wants to sign Beckham to a multi-year contract, and I don't think Beckham's going to sign a one-year prove-it deal again to play for a team that's, I mean, the Rams don't look like a contender either. So to me, Beckham, Green Bay, lock it. Yeah, I would. So I think gut feeling he ends up in Buffalo or New York, but the smart money makes, in my opinion, obviously, I think you probably agree here is, you know, why, like, why not, uh, you know, Green Bay? Like, it makes so much sense. It was rumored last year. I think everyone kind of was like, oh, wow, you know, he might end up in Green Bay. Um, I just. Buffalo seems like know, there's a lot of smoke there. I think the Giants continue to win. You could see that happen. But, you know, again, uh, Green Bay makes a lot of sense. I, I, the Rams are just a mess right now offensive line-wise. And some of, you know, they had to pay everybody. So the, the roster is pretty bleak outside of the top-tier talent, um, which is you're obviously seeing kind of develop there. So, yeah, no, I, I'm on the same page. I think Green Bay could be a potential fit. And, um, you know, I think he'd be great. Rodgers would trust him right away, and, and we'd see some good stuff. Totally agree. Um, so, one more question, I guess, not about the Packers, but about Devontae Adams. You think he gets suspended? Probably a game. I think there's just too much kind of smoke here mm -hmm. for him not to get suspended. Obviously, he'll get fined and whatever. The situation sucks. He shouldn't have pushed him. The camera guy shouldn't have probably run right in front of his face. I'm sure there's a rule for that. I'm pretty sure there's a rule for that as well. So, you know, and you can't really blame the guy for milking a, probably a somewhat fake concussion to get paid because, you know, that's the world we live in now. So, um, yeah, I think he probably gets suspended a game, and you know we're not talking about this again in three weeks. But obviously, a very unfortunate situation that happened, and on national television, none of this stuff's ever good. No, agree with you. I think he gets a game, even though I think it's full. But you can't be doing that, so yeah. that's fine. No, uh, you can't be doing it. It's just it's the rules need to be better around kind of the players and giving them some steam to blow off. You know, when they're uh, mm -hmm. you know sitting there, and so um, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. But I, I would. I would say it's probably a game, unfortunately. Uh, let's go back to last night's uh, riveting Thursday night football game, Washington Commanders, <laughs> Chicago Bears, 12-7. The end, the end of the game was actually fairly entertaining. Justin Fields getting a lot of heat today. Um, question to you, are the Bears using him wrong, or is Fields just a mega bust? Uh, mixture of both. I think the water carrying that's going on with Fields is a little, little unbelievable, to be honest, because... Um, he has not been playing well, and, and these things happen. Uh, but I just, I'm not sure I, I get it. So he's doing anything special right now. And, um, you know, he has that Sam Darnold PTSD to me where they haven't really invested around him. The coaching's not great. Um, 
but at the same time, you know, it's frustrating because, you know, they're not, you know, well, right. So like it's his interception percentage is terrible. The QBR, the sacks he's taking, but at the same time, there's some play calling. You'd like to see them get him in more advantageous situations. The receivers, a lot of drops and things. The bears are a mess and it doesn't feel like they're fully bought in on fields. And it feels like fields is already frustrated, which is not a good place to be in 20 games into your NFL career. Um, and you know, I'm not out on Justin Fields. I just I wasn't super high on him out of the draft, and got a lot of natural ability, but a lot of the flaws he had coming out are kind of rearing their ugly head a little bit. Totally and agree. You're not seeing enough. You're not seeing enough from him of the special stuff. It's one or two. Like he had one or two runs last night in the great throw. Severance, that's what he, the people that like Fields will focus on, which is what they do with Darnold. Or it's the six or seven just terrible misses that can't happen or running yourself third and one on the commander's 45 or whatever it was and taking an 18 yard sack I, I mean you can't do that like no. i just don't like you know i killed i killed zach who you know, i cover and i killed zach last week for the one bad play he had last week was second and 10 and takes a 20 yard sack inside his own 20 yard line like you can't do that stuff um and when you do it you kill a drive and he killed not only killed the drive he took probably points away from them so um again i, I get why people want to defend them because they want to be right on their, their pre, you know, draft notions, but man, it's got to be better uh, from him and it's got to be better from the bears in general, but it, they feel like a team in total transition that we're not going to know, you know, who's playing quarterback unless fields had a great year um, until probably obviously the off season where they pick. Agree. I didn't love him coming out of college either. He's just not a pocket passer. He takes a while to make decisions, but there does look like there's upside, and you, to me, the only way it's going to work is if you use him as a Lamar Jackson, a Jalen Hurts type of guy. When you get him moving, when you run some type of read option, and the Bears just don't seem like they have the ability to call plays to help their young quarterback. So I think I agree with you. They're not committed to him. They'll probably, I don't know if they look to move him or they just straight up dump him. But I think, you know, the fields in Chicago yeah. bear well, area is not going to last in. long. They bring somebody in, like the Jared Goff situation in Detroit, where it's like he gets to compete with them. Mm-hmm. And we kind of see we see what happens. But, no, look, it's frustrating with him right now. I just think you, you look at it, and there is a lot of natural ability and natural talent. But he's not playing well enough, and um, the Bears aren't doing a good job. And they're just – they're very – it's frustrating. They have a ton of cap space coming up. They'll get, you know, they had the draft picks they traded for him that are now obviously done with. So they got to, they got to be better. Um, and you know, that division isn't great, but they're, they haven't even, they still get the Packers again. They get the Vikings and like they're, they're not in the best situation. Like the Jets, you know, the Jets get them for the Darrell Revis game. Um, you know, I, I think the Jets looking at it's probably the easiest game on their schedule left. Uh, another quarterback that's been struggling and under the uh, bright lights has been Russell Wilson. He obviously signed the, ma- signed the massive extension, was traded. Broncos 2-3, and three, and their offense is averaging just under 13.5 points per game. Is Russell Wilson cooked? Uh, he's been kind of cooked for a little bit now. Um, but this is something with Rodgers that you notice he doesn't run anymore, Rodgers, this year, which is something that he was really good at three, four, five times a a game he'd run and, you know, Russell Wilson doesn't run. He ran the one time it was a 15 yard game the other day and he just doesn't run anymore. Um, so for whatever reason, um, Russ doesn't run. He doesn't throw over the middle of the field. He's taking a lot of bad sacks. It's just, it's not great. He's making some reads that don't make any sense. I'm not saying he's done and he's not a good quarterback, but that team feels like a seven or eight win team at most. And, you know, going into the year with all they gave up, that's not uh, (laughs) I don't think that's what anyone was hoping 
anyone was hoping for. There were some people who thought they were going to win the AFC West and things. So, um, look, Russ has had some concerning metrics and things if you look at him over the last couple of years, especially the last 18 months or so. And, you know, we'll see what happens. But I, I'm not super impressed with what I've seen from uh, from Russ for sure. You can't be. And he signed a massive deal. I mean, is yeah, this going to go down that as? That deal gets worse and worse as time goes on. Yeah, that's a bad one. Now, just to play devil's advocate again, you mentioned the last 18 months he's been bad. He got injured last year. He had the finger injury. Before the injury, he was actually pretty good. But after the injury, it was awful. And now through a five-game sample sample size thus far, he's been awful. Um, do you give him any sort of pass because of, A, the finger injury, then, B, picking up a whole new offense with a new coach, new offense coordinator, all that stuff? Do you give him any sort of yeah, pass for that stuff? I guess, but, like, you're – I don't know. You're Russell Wilson. Yeah, it's also that, you know, they picked the head coach. They thought they were going to get Rodgers. They didn't get Rodgers. And now they're stuck with a quarterback who doesn't fit the scheme. And, and, you know, he doesn't fit their scheme. They don't fit his scheme. So it's just kind of the same situation right now. And it's not – it's just not great, man. And they got to get it stored quickly, start getting – doing some things. Um, you know, so doing some things he can do better, but it doesn't look doesn't look pretty. Um, no. for being honest. All right, let's go to the Giants quickly. The Giants have been probably the surprise team of the league. They're four and one. You mentioned it. Um, pretty easy schedule thus far, but you know, you beat you beat Rogers, and that kind of throws all that smoke away. They have another tough matchup this week: home versus the Ravens. Ravens five and a half point favorites. What do you make of this Giants team? Um, I don't really know. They're well coached. They've got Saquon Barkley playing at a really high level. Daniel Jones not totally losing them games, and the defense is playing really well and well coached. There is, you know, I still am really concerned about some of the skill positions and defensively. They'll get some guys back. Obviously, Ojolari, Leonard Williams, and such. So the defense should keep playing well, but um, the offense it's kind of Saquon, depart- Saquon Barkley dependent. Although, look, the Giants lose this week, it's fine because. I believe they got Houston. Um, I believe they've got Jacksonville coming up. They got Jack in this Man- order. They have Jags. Too. Sorry, in this order, they have Jags, Seattle, Houston, Detroit. The next four. Yeah, I mean, um, look, <laughs> that could be three. You could go three and one again there, and you know the Giants all of a sudden are at seven wins halfway through the year, and you know they've played two good teams. They've lost both games, but or two of the three, I should say. Because um, they beat Green Bay, but look, I, I don't think the Giants are like this great team, but they could easily sneak in as a wild card team at this point because the schedule is easier. They're playing really good defense. They're well coached, and Brian Dable is helping them win a bunch of football games. Totally agree. I don't think this team is legit. They obviously are trending in the right direction. You almost have to give them their chicken for that. They got four wins. They're well coached. It looks like they hit on Dayball. But Daniel Jones just does not look to be the answer. They have no skill. I mean, their receivers have been awful they've totally missed on Tony last year the Galladay contract is just blasphemous and um you're still four and one though but to me Giants pretender as well maybe they sneak into the wild card based on the easy schedule like you said they very well could be seven and two if not better but um yeah to me wild card team for them all right let's move on here um yeah it is looking ahead a more Sunday um I'm not sure if you're a gambler at all you have any any winning bets you like for the, the Sunday um, I don't the, the over in the Jets Packers game the last seven times uh, last seven times the teams come back from London and did not take the bye um, they over is cash in those games so I'll go that's the um, that's the bet I like 
the most if I were to bet, but I do not bet, but that's one I would I would look at. Gotcha. Um give me your way too early Super Bowl prediction today. Uh Chiefs Eagles. Chiefs Eagles. No Bills? Yeah. No, I like the Chiefs better. Um I like them in close games. I like I just it's how do you, it's hard to take against Mahomes. They're so multiple on offense. The defense is playing well. They win on Sunday. They'll probably get home field and arrowhead again, and I think it's hard to not to not take them. But the Bills are be a close second, and, and in the NFC, um, you know, I probably would take, um, you know, I'd probably take somebody, you know, like a, um, you know, maybe uh, maybe the Niners if they can get healthy. Just the way they're able to compete teams up. Those are the two teams I like pretty much in the NFC right now. Just physical line of scrimmage dominance, and when they're healthy, it's hard to beat them. Yeah. Last question here. Um, you mentioned the NFC being wide open. Um, seems like the Eagles probably are the favorite to get there right now, but it seems like it's wide open. I mean, you could kind of pick like eight teams to get there. If somebody was to look for like a long shot team that could potentially be the Bengals of last year, um, do you think there are any teams in the NFC that fit that mold? Not the Jets, no. I mean, <laughs> Minnesota um, first year. You know, they they're I don't love them, but they're four and one. The schedule again, the schedule is not super daunting um you know i just i don't know what you get with kirk obviously in big games it's we've seen it already this year it's not pretty um but yeah i i don't i don't dislike uh i don't dislike minnesota at all um they've got elite weapons obviously they've got a lot of good red rushers they can stay healthy and kevin o'connell keeps scheming it up um you know maybe they make a little bit of a run here and um you know make some noise that was my pick actually before the season started I just at the end of the day I don't think they'll win it or make it just because it's hard to envision Cousins winning big games but like you said great skill players well coached and that is the recipe in the playoffs Wilpa, I appreciate you joining me um always a pleasure to talk to you one of the good football guys in this industry where can um listeners find your content yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Um, turn on the Jets anywhere. Uh, you know, turn on the Jets on, on you know Apple, Spotify, Google Play for all the kind of that. Um, bunch of weekly radio stuff across the Northeast. If uh, people want to tune into that, and then um, yeah, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Will, and then PA11. Try to get up as much good uh, Jets and NFL content, break some news, and uh, you know make the people a little smarter when they watch on Sundays. Yeah, you're definitely doing a good job. You're a good follow on Twitter. Keep it up, and uh, we'll talk again soon. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Anytime, man. Be good.